This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of God. <clears throat> you know, uh, and it's encouraging when folks let you know you're not the only one. Isn't that right? You know, religion has to pretend like, you know, ain't nothing happened uh, all week long and you almost lost it. But, you know, reality is, is that stuff does happen all week long. But here we are, amen. And uh, we had to point to the faithfulness of God. You know, his faithfulness makes me fearless. I don't have to be afraid of whatever comes, amen. I'll tell you something, though. You know, if you decide you're not just going to hold the fort, you can, you, you know, you're not worried at all about whatever comes. You're bringing it. I need to move along here, all right? I love my church. Let's, let's uh, uh, just all depends on what you're playing, offense or defense. Nobody ever put points on the board and won the ball game by playing defense only. Oh. Uh, now let's not get in no scuffle between <laughs> My thoughts went immediately to Auburn and Alabama, and I know that's where you went, and I'm not biting the bait, all right? So. <clears throat> I love my church number four. As Pastor Sandy said, this is the conclusion of the... It's a four-part series. And it's, in, uh, it's important um, that we have... Uh, that, that we have some, some knowledge and some understanding, some right information, I believe, about why church. We're living in a culture uh, today that really has bought into, and to a very large degree, the, most, the fastest growing segment of, quote, Christianity today is the churchless Christian. And, you know, the operative word, I believe this, you put church and then you put less and you put Christian. That's probably the, the right order. You know, it, it, the message is in there. It, it's, the, it's self-defining. Amen? Church, less, Christian. All right? You're going to be less of a Christian if, if you do without church. Now, many people, now listen, listen, many people beg to differ. That's right. It's not up for argument. You know, don't want, don't, don't, the Bible says don't argue over, over, over silly questions, all right? It's no question whatsoever, all right, uh, that uh, the precedent that Jesus laid down in his own example, and he said, I will build my church, amen, and the gates of hell will not prevail uh, against it. Uh, and now you can exist... You know, uh, but you're really not going to live to life to the full potential, not the life that God put together for you, if, if you know, uh, if you're trying to do less church. Jesus is, is uh, the, the centerpiece of the kingdom of God is the church. God does everything in the earth through the church now. All right? Okay. 
now that we've gone ahead and caused a lot of trouble and internal uh, turmoil, well, you know, we're, we're really, we're, we're not really here just to, you know, just say, you know, uh, to go along, to get along. We're here to challenge, you know, the change that is necessary. When you, when, you know, when you and I were not Christians, God challenged us. Well, why aren't you? All right, what are you going to do with Jesus, see? And, and as a Christian, then, even more so a loving Heavenly Father will challenge, you know, uh, us to, uh, you know, to live the way that He wants us to live. Now, here's the reason why. Because, because uh, He wants you to have good success. There's success, but then there's what God calls good success. Amen? And he said, you know, we'll read some scripture down here. But let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 through 22. One of the reasons I'm glad that I go to church is kind of like, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've never been here in uh, this place of life before. Neither have you. Every day is new. Every year is new. Every stage of life is new. There are new problems. There are new things that we face. There are new opportunities. There are new positives, new uh, negatives. You know, uh, Sandy loves the beach. And uh, she was a Florida girl. We get down around Dothan, and she says, can you smell it? I said, smell what? She goes, I can smell the ocean. I go, you can't smell the ocean from here. She goes, oh, I can smell it. She goes, my toes are curling right now. I feel the sand. I go, I don't feel nothing but tired of driving, understand? <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, how many of you have ever, uh, when you're going somewhere you've never been, you know, I, I, I appreciate the, the voice that comes from the box, you know, the GPS, all that, whatever that is, you know, uh, Google maps and different things like that and uh but i don't place all my trust in that i'm gonna tell you what there's something for you know turn right at the red barn you see three sheep in the pasture take a left right there <laughs> i was brought up that way and there's sometimes we've been you know you get down around there and it's routing this routing that and it's like you know and then you see a subaru go by which is an odd thing in the south but you see a subaru that's got a wakeboard up on top you know and life jackets, and the windows are down, and the kids are jumping around, and you go, those folks are headed to the beach. I'm going to follow them. They act like they know where they're going. Even if they live here, you know, they live near the beach, so we're going to get closer than we've been. And sometimes, you know, uh, I come only one that's had to go through or been through, and I, uh, and I look at people, maybe we're all not there yet, but, you know, but we're still on the way. Yeah. Still, I, I want to stay with the faithful because that's going to be the fearless crowd. Amen. I'm going to stay with people that know where the answers are being handed out, where the greatest askings are. And there's something that happens when we all get together. You know, don't you think that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, God gets busy in the kitchen when he got a lot of hungry folk? That's the truth. Isn't that right? And that's all of his joy, isn't it? 
So uh, don't just believe for you today. Believe for your neighbor. Believe that uh, God's going to... Oh, oh, God says, all we have to do is ask. And you know, sometimes our heart doesn't even know what to ask, but the Holy Spirit helps us, yeah. doesn't it? We can't even maybe voice it, but God will answer us before we call. Why? Because He knows what we need and what we desire. All right. Ephesians 2... Uh, 19.20, that's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith, everybody say the kingdom of faith. faith. See, you're going to need some faith. It's called the kingdom of faith. The just should live by faith. God is, is, Jesus is called the author and the developer and the finisher of our faith. And there are different measurements and degrees uh, of faith. We're teaching on Wednesday night, great faith. As Pastor Sandy said, if you cannot be here, you know, then take advantage of the podcast. Now, and a side note here, you know, uh, you know, we're more than happy to pass out all the to-go plates that we can, you know, we're prepared. That's the real, we want you to be fed, you know. Uh, but there's just something about eating alone in the front seat of your car versus sitting down at the table there's interactions that will happen when you're personally present. They're not going to happen while you're eating out of the styrofoam thing. It's still all good. But one is greater than the other. Anyhow, that's plain enough, isn't it? Uh, you're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you brick by brick, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God. All of us built into it a temple in which God is quite at home. You know, God's at home in you. And you need to be at home in God. Uh, And when we get together in, you know, His house, much more than the house, it's a home. What makes it home is the people that gather there. Amen? And the things that happen there, all right? But when we gather, this is an important uh, uh, truth for us as a Christian. When I became a Christian, God took me through a process of um, you know, uh, I had to, he had to deal with excuses. He had to deal with arguments. He had to deal with reasonings why they're just natural, you know, uh, to a person who like you know at that time at my, myself. Well, I was an outsider. I believed in God. I just didn't really believe God. Didn't know God. Knew about some you know about God, but didn't really know God for my. For myself, but in that process, you know, one of the things that was important that God uh, and I don't even remember who wrote the book, but a, a, a kid that was witnessing to me gave me a book that was specifically about the inerrancy of the of the Word of God. The first thing God established as as someone who was not a believer, he said, "Now listen, you know, uh, uh, I think it was Josh McDowell that wrote, but anyway, he said uh, uh, in that book proved." You know, uh, just even mathematically and scientifically, you know, uh, how only God could tell you the end from the beginning. And when thousands of years ago, I said, said throughout history, and, and it made sense to me. 
you know. But the but the 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 answer was God's word. The Bible is God's word. It can be believed. It can be trusted. Well, you know, uh, that was a, a, a huge step in coming forward, you know, uh, uh, towards, you know, gathering. Go- for, for me, you know, I was, I, w- I heard about God in the church. Now, the church came to me on the job in, the, in, in a person, you know, but I knew this person went to church. Mattered what church he went to, too. I'll tell you what now. You know, I knew lots of people went to church. They were my biggest excuse why not to go to church because all the people I knew that went to church. But this guy went to church. And, and when, evidently, when he went to church, some of the church got in him. You know, I'd been to church before. And none of it got in me, you know. I mean, I got married in the church, been to a couple of funerals, stuff like that. Um. But the other thing was, is that I'm, you know, is that in the process of that was that I, I, I embraced that if I was going to be a Christian, if there was enough evidence that I could embrace to actually take this step and, and commit my life to the Lord, you know, ever what that meant, you know, but for me that measured down in I would go to church. God and the church went together. I, I, there would never be a separation in my thinking because that was cemented to begin with. God and the church were synonymous. If I was going to be a Christian, as a Christian, I would go to church because it was God's house. It was where the Word of God was. And if I saw it in the Word, I, 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 had, I had obliged, obligated myself by choice to do what was required. The lordship of Jesus was whatever he asked me to do, that was what I would do. I accepted him as Lord. Y'all okay out there? <laughs> Might want to fan your brother or sister and say, you all right, not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. And make sure you're comfortable. All right. So when we gather, I'm sure you've heard someone say, or perhaps you've said it yourself, oh, I believe in God and Jesus, but I don't believe you have to be in a church to be a Christian. I totally agree that you don't have to be in church to be a Christian, no more than you have to live with your family to be part of a family. Millions of kids run away from home each year in the U.S., yet they are still part of their family. Sometimes the home they... The home, it, sometimes the home they ran away from is the problem. And sad to say, some churches are also the problem. But that is the exception. It's not the rule. Most families and most churches are wonderful places to call home. Let's look at why we gather. For starters, God tells us to not, their scripture says, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers. Now, now what that, that's prefaced by this, it says, is not as the habit of some. All right? There, there are folks that habitually just, you know, don't go to church. All right? so, now listen, they're not my example. Jesus is. And the Bible says that when, when, when Jesus uh, started his ministry, we don't have a lot about the background. You know, just there's a few excerpts in Scripture that tells us about Jesus' birth and then coming, his, his, his bringing up, you know. Uh, but as a man, you know, as a man, it says that he was in the synagogue. They handed him 
the uh, scroll from which read it said he was in church as was his custom. Yeah, that's good enough for me. I learned real early on in church that church was church. <laughs> and folk were folk. But I didn't come there. You know, now it's good when, when, when we seek to be an example. When we don't want to be a stumbling block but a stepping stone. We're here to witness for the Lord. But irregardless of that, you know, I mean, man is not our measure. We're going to be sorely disappointed if all of our trust is even in people that are princes, you know, or, or princesses, royalty, that we would consider the, loyal, the royalty of loyalty. Folk will fail you. There are times, you know, that some of the best people here, it'll rain too hard and they just stay home. Ain't nothing wrong with them. Just rained. They scared. Yeah. Amen. It don't matter. You know, we're going to record it, put it on CD or podcast, make it easy for you, uh, as easy as, as we can. But, you know, I learned early on, boy, when, when, when the pressure was on not to gather, that was the time I needed to gather the most. And, boy, I'll tell you what, from early on, from the deacon, you know, cheating on his wife and his arm around his wife and tickling the piano uh, teacher... The piano player sitting right next to the wife. What an outfit. Early on in church. I saw that as a baby Christian. And the Lord said, no, don't look at them. You look at me. You're not. That, that's what not to do. You look at me. See? You know. And in plain country boy English, you know, I mean, I had just, you know, uh, I'm really glad to be on my way to heaven. But I'm going to tell you, the reality of hell was real fresh in my mind. And, you know, I was just glad to be there because I wasn't going to hell no more. You know what I'm saying? And so the Lord, I'm telling you, I learned to hear the Lord's voice. I didn't recognize His voice, but the thought impressed on me and said, you ain't going to let them send you to hell, are you? Because church and God were synonymous. I accepted that if I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to do church. No matter what folk do in the church, I'm going to do church. Might be helping a person or two in here, anyhow. We we have to share the Jesus that we've come to know and are coming to know. Isn't that right? All right. Oh, uh, it says not forsaking or, or neglecting to say. You know, God. When you come to church, there'll be there'll be attitudes and actions. There'll be witness both ways where God will say, "Do that," and there'll be. Other way where God is saying, don't do that. The book is full of that, isn't it? And aren't we living epistles? We're the book that folk read. Yes, we are. We're the Bible in action. All right. All the letters of the New Testament are written to church is and church leaders. If you take away the church, then much of the New Testament has no meaning or value. Try to make sense of the Old Testament without a nation called Israel or the people of God. The family of God. It only works within the context of gather of the gathering of the family of God. And we were created for this. We were created for family. We were created for the and family gathers. Not so much today. We text one another, you know. We might be in the other room and we just text each other. I get a kick out of Miss Sandy. She'll be calling me on the phone. And uh, uh, she'll go, where are you? And I'll be walking in the door. And she'll go, oh, you should have 
let me know where you were. Just wanted to surprise you. I like life in person, face to face, much better. You know, I know some of you are very satisfied with FaceTime. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I, I, I feel the heart of, of, of God. And you know, my children, my grandchildren, for the most part, live far away. Some of you are so fortunate. You have family right next to you, and you're fussing with them and fighting and stuff. Good gosh. Well, I'll tell you what now. You know, uh, there's sometimes I long, my heart just pines and desires for the day when there ain't no more goodbye. Where we're there. Where we can just be together all the time, anytime we want to. Are you listening? This this world is full of corruption and death and these separations and all that kind of uh, stuff, but heaven's not so. Amen. And this is just a little piece of heaven for me when we come together as the as the family uh, of God. I actually like some of you. <laughs> That's a joke. Love most. Love most. No, we love all. And when we say we're glad you're here, we really are. I mean, we prepare all week with you in mind. It's not haphazard for us. It's not an afterthought. You're, you're in his heart. And as, you know, like the picture in the Old Testament, it, they, he, they wore a breastplate. And on the breastplate were stones, jewels, special precious, valuable stones that were reminders of the tribes of the people of God, the families of God. Amen? You're ever on his heart and you're ever over ours. Amen. We think of you all the time. When we think of you, we see to it that we pray for you. Amen. You know, storms and different things come. Things happen in family. Uh, that you know, and two families that we never would have designed or desired would happen, but there's an enemy, you know, and all that uh, many, many times, all that you know. I remember one time, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, specifically Lance. Lance is over, uh, over here, leader in the church, and there was he. There was a personal situation, you know, a bad report or something that had happened, and uh, my first thought was. You know, when a storm comes, do you, do you, are they prepared? Do you have a safe place? Yeah. You know, and I look back and, I, and I've seen the faithfulness of Lance. I remember, you know, him being here on Wednesday nights and Sunday morning, you know. He isn't here all the time, but for the most part, you know, no one's here all the time except me and Sandy. And, uh, uh, well you know, other folks too, but you understand what I'm saying. We're here more than you all. And that's as it should be, I suppose, but we want to do that as an example. You know, it matters. It counts. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we, we miss you when you're gone. You'd miss us if we weren't here. Amen. Why? <laughs> you know, we do this together, don't we? Amen. But anyway, I was thinking... And I rocked back on, you know, uh, uh, at the remembrance of Lance. I rocked back on that, and I thought, no, you know, Lance has been there enough to if he'll if he'll do what he's been taught, he'll be fine. And he did, and he is. Amen. Amen. You know, think think about storms. The big storms are meant to wipe you off the face of the planet. Not just get you out of church or keep you out of church. 
Amen. That's why you got to learn how to win in the little stuff. Well, you know, I'm tired. And, and, and if I look long enough and hard enough, you know, I can make my own stomach upset. But by 9 o'clock, once church starts, I'm okay. Anyway. Uh, we're created. The will and the, uh, for this, the will and the purpose of God for man is that we walk together in unity and work together in harmony for something greater than we are individually. Only in this setting can we find real fulfillment in life. Why should we gather? Uh, and, and God wants us to be fulfilled, satisfied and fulfilled in life. That's what abundant life is, see? And, but, but it's not just, you know, me and my four no more. It includes a wonderful, great family of God. Those that are in the family right now and those that just don't know that they want to be yet. Amen. The family should be grown out of room. And if he ain't got enough room, he'll, he'll enlarge. He'll expand, amen? Why should I gather? I'm never my best alone. It's hard to learn how to love only yourself. It's a dangerous thing to be alone because then you become your own point of reference. Think about that. Are you listening? You know, I tell you, there's some mornings I get up and I look, you know, boy, I'm tell you what, you serve a great God, you're pretty good yourself. You feel good, you look good, you know. I mean, you're going to go out there and get, and then I go out and meet Miss Sandy, and welcome to the real world. Amen. Because she loves me, she'll let me know sometimes, I ain't all that in a bag of chips. Not today, son, <laughs> not today. Amen. Come right on back down to earth. I know you're a world changer. I know you're this and that. How about starting in the bathroom with your sink? <laughs> Amen. You need other folks that can talk to you about your stuff. Your love stuff. How's your love life? Amen. As we know that we love ourselves, but we're called to love God, love, uh, be loved by God, but love our neighbor as ourselves. They have to include other people in our life if we're going to learn how to love. And I'm going to tell you, God is love, and He expects us to live up to that reputation, represent Him in that. And you have lots of opportunity to learn how to love with lots of unlovely folk. I was an unlovely person at one time. Now, I'm working real hard. I'm not sure what percentile I'm in. I'm just going to let God, you know, where it's 60, 40, 40, you know, which side of the line. Because sometimes I feel like I'm 99 and 44, 100% pure love. <laughs> and other times, you know, it's that 56% that seems like something happened. And I've only got that 50, that 50, uh, 6% pure something else has taken over. <laughs> uh, come on now. I remember T.D. Jake say one time he was driving and a great man of God, tremendous, tremendous uh, person of the kingdom. He was talking about his love life. He said now, one time he was driving his convertible and he said somebody pulled out in front of him. And it wasn't no, I mean, it's, it's not like no Chrysler. It's an expensive car. And somebody pulled out from him. He goes, y'all. He goes, I lost it. 
He goes, preacher, love, and all that stuff and all. He says, I got out. And he said, I'm telling you what now. He said, I had me some kind of a fit, a fit, fit. And told them what for. And he said, I'm fixing to jump on them. Da, 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 da. And he goes, you know. Anyway, he was in the 56, 0.56 percentile that day, apparently. <laughs> I think, he's, I think he said, I'm telling y'all, he said, in case somebody got it on YouTube, you'll know what happened. <laughs> you got to watch yourself today. Somebody's looking, aren't they? <laughs> All right, why should we gather? I'm never my best alone. And we want to be our best, don't we? You know, you were created by the best for the best. And that's the standard for our life. Be the best you that you can be, that God meant you and made you to be. There's something about, you know, the desire to acquire that in our lives. Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't make an excuse like, that's just how I am. Is it how the I am, the great I am, am? Because if it's not that, then we, then we need to reach a little higher. We need to be challenged to change. And church does challenge us to change. It really does. And if your church that you go to uh, or that you're staying away from doesn't challenge you to change, find one that will. I have to tell you, there's been, there's been periods in my life where I avoided church, and it was because I was avoiding God. Yeah. You can't separate the two. You know, when people are avoiding church, they're avoiding God. That, well, you know, but you're going to find yourself in a cave somewhere, as you know, and, and then, you know, you get in there, and here you are all hunkered down and everything, you know. You know, and God will go, what are you doing there? You go, who let God in? He knows where you are. And he won't give up on us, will he? Amen. Because he has love, believes the best, <laughs> desires the best, and works for the best. Always, the Bible says. After God made man, he said it is not good for man to be alone. Now think about that. God said it's not good to be alone. It's not good to go through things alone. You know, in America, it's hard because, I mean, Pastor Norris was here last week. He goes, you know, we, we it built into us is this independent, I can do it, pull myself up by my own bootstraps. There's a place for that. I don't believe in being a whiner or a wiener. One, I believe in, you know, uh, in, in uh, being strong in the Lord. I believe in, you know, uh, take it to God. Are you listening? But I sure am glad, you know, uh, uh, there have been major events in my life. I sure am glad that God let somebody else in on it, even though I didn't even, you know, tell people my we, pride. Oh, I'll tell you, years and years ago, I used to tell Sandy and the children, we'd be, I, I was starving them to death. And told them, don't you tell nobody our problems. Don't you tell nobody our situation. And groceries would show up, and I'd think, you know, well, they think we're poor. It's like, no, you are. <laughs> Take the help, you know. Take the help. God knows. You need help. Yeah. I remember getting a car wreck, and, uh, uh, you know, somebody had sent us, uh, Bob, uh, um, can't remember his last name, but you remember he sent us, I forget, 10 bucks or something. Oh, I was so offended. I was like, you know, what in the world? Why would they send us, wreck the car? I mean, totaled the car. 
Got no way to get around. Send us ten dollars. Didn't we didn't go to church together? Just knew him from something. But anyway, uh, an old guy, an older guy at the church was going to a denominational church. He said, "Why are you so upset?" He goes, "They did that because they love you. They want to help you. They know you're in trouble." He goes, "And you're too proud to do that. Why would you offend the giver?" With God's behind of it, but why would you offend the giving, giver by refusing the gift? Yeah. It's an expression of love. Had to learn how to love. Yeah. Had to learn how to be loved. Yeah. So you could learn how to give love. Right. Had to learn how to receive love. Right. So you could learn how to give love. Yeah. Amen. You know, we're so loved that God did not want us to be alone. Life is, is hard all by yourself. And it's never meant to do that. Right? Isolation never produces good in our lives. One of the most common characteristics of those who commit atrocities or who get way off track, you know, uh, is that they're loners. That can be both Christian and non-Christian. Are you hearing? Spiritual growth happens best together. And, and we want to grow, don't we? That, that's what glorifies God the most, is when we grow. And when, we, uh, and when we're not here, my absence leaves a gap. Say, my absence my leaves a gap. Yeah. You're missed. You're noticed by God. God has planned for you, know, for you to be together with the rest of the family. For you to belong. Not just to yourself and to God, but to other folks. You know, I, I'm by that. You know, uh, the commitment level. I belong to Sandy. I belong to my children. I belong to my grandchildren. I belong to my friends. I belong as the pastor of this church to the church. I belong to the community uh, here. That's part of the assignment. You belong. You can't. You can't just say to hell with all of you. Did I say that? You know, to but that would be what we would be saying. Just to hell with all of you. Amen. You know. I thought sometimes just to shock the community, say, so, you know, y'all go to hell if you want to. Maybe some people would turn in. I don't know. Probably turn more people in. <laughs> I repented. No, no, no. I don't want you to go to hell. All right. We don't. I mean, we really don't, do we? Don't want anybody to go. What happens when we gather? Well, we worship. You know, there's so many ways. We can do that on our own, but it's wonderful. I like when we come together. You know, some of us are loud, some are quiet, some are very expressive, some are very, very introverted and contemplative. It doesn't matter. So you worship God in your own way. And all of it's appropriate. I mean, if it's worship, it's appropriate. Here's how you know if it's worship. It calls attention to God. When it goes beyond that, it's when it calls attention to ourselves. That's all appropriate because it's in the Bible. You know, one, one scripture says, I, uh, he's, David said, I will dance my salvation. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, and it's just to bow before the Lord, to be quiet, to be still and know that he has got so many different ways to express it. It is as varied as the people that are going to express in the way. So, aren't you glad that God has given us so many options and given us liberty and freedom to be ourselves? God never just tamps us down and wants us all to be the same. He just wants to be worshipped. Every how he made you, you go on ahead. There's scripture for it somewhere. You'll find it. All right. 
uh, when we come together, we worship. Amen. And the, the Bible says, uh, Jesus said the Father looks for those who will worship Him. We experience God. Uh, when we are present, uh, the, Jesus said this, where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. And hasn't God been with us today? Amen. Amen. And in a different way, that He's with us all the time individually. But boy, when the family gets together, there's a real with it that happens that doesn't happen when we're just all by ourselves. I thank God for the personal relationship with God. I also thank for the public relationship. Are you listening? Uh, the private and the public. Um, and because God lives in each be believer, when we gather as the family of God, His presence is much more. It's magnified. It's greater when we all come together. All right? You don't believe me. I know you don't. You're looking at me. You know? All right. All right, let's sing this together. Amen. 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 You didn't go to band, did you? It meant, shh, that, that's it. Now listen, was it greater when we're singing all together or when I just sang by myself? Isn't that right? Harder to ignore when we're all together, unified, seeking the same thing, doing the same thing, praising God. Isn't that right? That's hard to, it makes a bigger, greater impact noise, sound, whatever, all right? When we get together, we encourage one another. There is strength that comes to each of us as we worship together. We join our gifts and talents and abilities together, giving and serving. We become a symphony of God's grace and love for all to hear and see. Uh, no one can do your part. Your part matters. It's important. You're, you know, somewhere your sound, who God made you, you know, who you are, how He graced you and gifted you, it, it complements. It doesn't have to compete. It complements. The world competes with one another. We complete each other. Amen. You know, if, if, the church, if the world could see this in the church, think what it would do for the government, for families, for workplaces, schools. Now that's the kingdom of God. We don't compete. We fit. We are fit together. We read the scripture. It's very plain, isn't it? How we fit together and make a home for God. Amen. But you have to join. You have to, you have to take a part. You have to be willing to participate. You know, uh, <clears throat> I, I never thought that I had much to offer God. You know, but I found out how much God had offered me. And as I partook of that, became a partaker of those promises, you know, I discovered that, you know, that God had a part for me to play. 
And I was willing to do that. You know, uh, now Pastor Sandy, years ago Pastor Sandy couldn't get me to speak up. Now she can't get me to, to shut up. And uh, maybe we'll find some middle ground here after a while. All right, I've just got a couple of minutes. Are you okay? All right, let me just tell you a little bit about Passion Church. You know, uh, we believe in this, uh, in the last thing, is that, uh, is that we make a difference. You know, there are four, really, just if you want some four cornerstones here, what, what, we really, what really matters and that we try to magnify the most. First of all, we want you to know God. We're, we're wanting to know God. We're ever in that process of learning Him, uh, uh, of learning Him. This is a forever thing, learning God. He's too big to know in just a Sunday or a Wednesday or 50 years or a lifetime. It go, he goes so much greater than that. But he wants us to know him. He wants us to ever be knowing him personally and intimately and progressively and, and with each other. All right. He also wants us to find freedom, to know the truth and that that truth... It, through knowing that truth that we would find freedom, freedom from the after effects of the fall. Even though God picks you up, there's still the dust and the dirt and the bruises and the hurts and the, and the consequences of choices and things like that. That God is going to not just patch you up, honey, he's going to make you whole. And you'll find freedom from shame and guilt and condemnation. And, and you know... Uh, if if somebody came up, you know, uh, and 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 said, you know, and people will, people will say all kind of things. But it's like, but if you know the truth, you're free from the lie. If folk, how many of you ever been lied on? But if you know the truth, you're free from that lie. It, you're free, absolutely free. Doesn't matter. Folk will lie, devil will lie, but you're free. Why? Because you know the truth. All right. So you never find freedom apart from knowing the truth. And Jesus said, my, your word is the truth. He goes, sanctify them, set them free by your word. Your word is the truth. need to hear the word. When you come to church, you should hear the word. All right. And then the other thing is to, the third thing is to discover purpose. You were made, you were meant specifically and made wonderfully by God. You are God made. And God meant purposefully. There's a purpose for your life. And you'll never really be satisfied or fulfilled apart from the discovery of that. And giving ourselves to that. And the last part, out of those other three comes this last one, make a difference. Your life was meant to make a difference. And you can make a difference. Now, let me tell you some things about Passion Church. You know, uh, at home... Uh, here in the community, we're seeking to do more. We, we support the Christian Crises uh, Center. Uh, folks uh, volunteer in all different kind of ways. You know, you're out there making a difference as a witness in your community, being God's hands and uh, uh, feet, and we hope that we can do even more. Now, together, you know, we can do even more. We can focus our faith and focus our time and resources, and, you know, we can't do it all. We're not meant to do it all, but we can make... Uh, a difference in the greater measure. I believe that, you know, and with a whole, and, and you know, with, with more, more hands to help, the job is easier, all right? Uh, we're both local, but also having a global impact, you know, uh, Passion Church is involved, 
in reaching the nations of the world. We support missionaries and mission organizations. Uh, and, and specifically, not just spiritual things, there are Bible schools and churches planted, of course. But there's also orphanages that are supported. There's fresh water wells that we, uh, that we drill. We're involved, heavily involved uh, in Africa in microfinance for the extremely poor and also helping pastors uh, over there to have their own businesses so that, uh, uh, so that they're freed up where uh, the gospel is concerned. You know, they're very practical things that we're uh, involved in. And... You know, there's, none would happen without us doing these things together, but we can do even so much more uh, uh, as we come together and we're focused where our faith is concerned. So I want you to know that, uh, you know, uh, that the gathering together makes a difference, not just locally and for your own life individually, but your life multiplied and increased and leveraged into the nations of the uh, world. What, what does that matter? Well, you ever heard that old song, you know, it was a very popular Christian song, Thank You for Giving to the Lord. Amen. I was one that was saved. You know, there are going to be people in heaven that will come up to you and because you gave, not just money, but of your time, you prayed. You know, you, you didn't even know you were praying for them. You just obeyed the prompt to pray, you know. Uh, you know, you help send people uh, to, you know, to other places, parts unknown, people unknown, but there are going to be people that come up to you and God has linked directly that fruit to the seed that you sowed of your life, the sacrifices you made in your life, of your time, of your resources, your talents, your abilities, your gift and your uh, grace and your faith in believing God uh, to be a participant. You know, I want to encourage uh, you, um, you know, uh, have a church home, belong to a church family. If you don't have one, if you're looking for one, we'd love to have you. Amen. You know, we're not going nowhere. Uh, you know, uh, we're firmly planted and the foundation is, is, uh, uh, has been laid uh, and, uh, and firmly set. And we're fixing, we're fixing to move into the measures of the frame-up now. You know? See it take shape. And, and you're necessary and needed uh, for the work of God. Yes. Amen. And there's no greater thing to be involved in uh, than God's family uh, and, uh, and, and God's work. Each one of us are worked into his great master plan for our life. And if you'll come to church, I want to guarantee you that piece by piece, little by little, step by step, day by day, he'll keep handing out those parts and pieces to you. And I'll tell you, you know, after a while you'll start to see this life that God put together for you is a wonderful life. It's a, it's a most excellent life. And it's one you wouldn't want to miss, not here or for eternity. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.